Hi, I'm Alyssa, and I'm calling in from Maine. And this is Revel from California. And you're listening to Rockin' Radio. <laughs> well, that'll get you going in the morning. Yep. <laughs> Alyssa? I need it today. Yeah, oh, pardon? I need it today. Uh-oh. Although, I just had one of these truffles that I sell. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Do I have to start buying truffles now? They are the most incredible things. They're made with raw cacao, and I just had one. They're small, and I feel like I, I'm almost, you know, ready to jump out my window and run about five miles. Uh-oh. Is that <laughs> Trying to rush me up before the show. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to our music. <laughs> Now, we've gotten a lot of people who talk about they're new and they don't know how to get started or they've been doing it and they've stopped doing it and don't know how to get started again. Can we talk about that? Sure. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I go first and if you have yeah. questions while I'm chit-chatting or running my mouth? Uh, oh, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to this, – this is how I started and it's how I can maintain it when I maintain my awareness. And the thing to do with getting, starting raw, being raw, staying raw, is persistent consistency. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, first of all, you've got to have a good book. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I highly recommend Alyssa's, not just because she's my partner in this, but because she's got the most comprehensive book I know of available. She's got, what, 365 recipes in it? Uh, over 300 recipes, yeah. Oh, okay, over 300. Yep. It's got answers to just about any question you could ask. Mm -hmm. uh, she's got the DVDs. And for people who especially are just starting, and even those who have been doing it for a while, if you've not seen the DVD, it shows you how easy it is to make raw food. I have to look at it occasionally because I get stupid myself. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I made the DVD, Revel, because it's one thing. I mean, the book is 600 pages. And it's four and a half pounds. I mean, it's a huge book. And as you know, the first whole half of it is how to go raw, how to stay raw. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there, but uh, in over 300 recipes. But the DVD I did because it's one thing to read a book, but it's another thing to really see it. Like you're sitting in a seminar with me. Yeah, and, and the thing is, people think it is so difficult, and do I yeah. have to make all these complicated recipes? Well, right. let, me, let me tell you what I did. Mm -hmm. What I do is I find two or three recipes twice a week, like, mm -hmm. say, on a Sunday. I go out, get the ingredients for those, I make it, and it lasts me three or four days. Mm -hmm. Wednesday or so, Wednesday or Thursday, I do the same thing. I find three or four easy recipes. We're talking um, two or three uh, entrees, mm -hmm. and then you get some side dishes, yep. and then you have some desserts. and you don't have to have a dehydrator first thing, and that's one of the questions people always ask. Do yeah. I need all this fancy equipment? No. Mm -hmm. You need a food processor. Yeah. That's my opinion is the very first thing you need is a food processor. I tell people that, too, yeah. I think second would be a really good blender. Now, I use a Vitamix. I also have a K-Tech. Yours isn't as fancy, is it? Uh, I, I have a Vitamix. Okay, you've got a Vitamix. Yep. 
Um, but, but you your, can use a blender, but the Vitamixes are great. Yeah, the Vitamixes, I would say for that, I, you know, whatever it takes, put $10 out of your paycheck every week until you can afford a Vitamix, 10 mm-hmm. or 20 You won't even miss it. You piss that much away. Right. Did I say piss? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you piss that much away in a week. So take right. that 20 out of your, pay, you know, whatever money you got coming in, put it away twice a month. Yep. In a very short time, you'll have enough money for a good quality uh, blender such as a Vitamix. I like yep. the Vitamix better because of the um, ease of use and, and the large container and everything. Yeah. But the first thing you want to do is make something up so when you come home, you've got food available. Because the hardest thing I've heard is the evenings. You're hungry. Yeah, definitely. Okay. If you do have a good blender, and even if all you've got right now is a not-so-good blender... Mm-hmm. Make up some green smoothies so as soon as you come home, you can have a green smoothie. Then you can consciously consider what to eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do yeah. you have to add to that? Yeah, I totally agree. Everything you're saying, I mean, that's a lot of what I say in my book. Um, so I agree with everything you're saying. I That's what I actually tell people to do in the book, in the first half of the book. I, I have... Um, I have a four-week guide, and I even have a menu for four weeks, and I have a shopping list. And I tell people um, to take two days, like whether it's a Sunday and a Thursday, and to make a bunch of food that night, you know, a few meals, a salad dressing, and a dessert. And that way you're not making food every single night, but you'll have enough food for the week. If you take just two days a week and make a bunch of stuff, then you can make salads and smoothies in between, like you're saying, whip up a green smoothie so when you come home, you know, you're not starving right when you walk in the door and you don't start thinking about other kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be prepared. I mean, that's what I really tell people. People will say, how do I stay on this diet or why do people fall off this diet? And, you know, last week, Revel, we spoke about, um, uh, I think we talked about the energy and the vibration, how your vibration changes on mm-hmm. raw food. Mm-hmm and why people fall off the raw food diet. The other reason people fall off this diet is because they're not prepared. And it's a very basic, simple, you know, it sounds almost too simple to people. When I say make sure your kitchen is stocked full of food. But it's one of the most important things. And for some reason, when people go raw, it's a really funny thing. I'll go over people's houses who have just turned raw, you know, who are trying to stay raw, and they'll have a big bowl of fruit on the table and a couple of other things, like some crackers, and it's not enough. You really have to, it's a funny thing when people first go raw, they, it's kind of sparse in their kitchen, and they throw out everything, and they don't replace it, because, you know, think about when you're eating cooked food, you know, you have food in your fridge, you have food in your cabinets, you have um, containers full of food. I mean, there's always, you have a lot of food in your kitchen normally. And when people go raw, they throw that out, and then they just replace it with their refrigerated food or bowls of food on the table. But if you don't have containers full of nuts and seeds and the spices that you need, and, you know, whether it's carob powder or cacao and different things so that when you are hungry, you can go into the kitchen, and besides your basic salad stuff and smoothie stuff, you can go in and say, okay, I'm going to whip up a dessert. Yeah, and even if you don't have a dehydrator, the, oh, fudge, the fudge balls don't need a dehydrator. The uh, your uh, what is that nut date nut cake? Uh, oh, the date nut tort. That's the yeah. best thing. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't need it, and it's very very filling, very satisfying. My squirrel loves it. 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, I love dehydrated stuff for special occasions. Or every once in a while I'll just get in the mood, especially if it's really cold here. I get in the mood to make something like my pesto stuffed mushrooms or um, I actually have a new recipe downstairs in the dehydrator right now. I have butternut squash raviolis, which I'm not giving out the oh recipe. My. Because I, keep, oh, I know. Oh, and I keep, Alyssa. <laughs> I'm not giving it out. Jeez. I keep giving out my recipes, oh, and she's I'm never going to be able to create another book. Oh, rude. That's rude. <laughs> I'll give it to you in private, but... Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, you know, for my classes and stuff, uh, I keep giving out all my new recipes, but it's it's the most simple recipe, too, but that is in the dehydrator just to warm up a bit. But on a regular basis, I mean, sometimes I feel like uh, making a lot of food and being in the kitchen and making more elaborate dishes, but... You really, on a daily basis, I just keep it simple. I think the easiest way to stay raw is to do a lot of easy stuff that you like, smoothies, different kinds of salads, and keep it simple. And then, like you said, you find two or three meals that you love. Because, Revel, how many meals do people really eat, even on a cooked food diet? Most people have their regulars that they eat, like five or six meals that they eat all the time, whether it's, you know, peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a turkey sandwich, uh, you know, whatever people eat. Yeah, like. exactly. I think it's really funny because people say, oh, I'm so bored with this diet. Excuse yeah. me, what have you been eating before? If you're on sad, and we're we're assuming you're not just vegetarian, but even sad vegetarians eat the same thing day exactly. after day. And you have your staples, and then maybe once in a while when you go out, you eat something different. But, maybe. yeah, on a daily basis, you eat the same stuff. And that's the same thing with raw. Like you said, find a few staples. And my staples change. I mean, I'll, I'll eat um, three or four of the same things, you know, for a couple of weeks in a row. And then um, all of a sudden I'll get bored and I'll change. And I'll start making another, a different, you know, three or four things and I'll eat that for a month or two. Uh-huh. But you don't need a million recipes. I mean, keep it simple. I think that's key. And, yeah, people make it too hard. They think they have to dehydrate everything. They have to think they have to make elaborate meals. And at the beginning of my book, I do tell people, teach yourself how to do this. Go into the kitchen and, yes, get, stock up on everything, Figure out how to use the food processor, how to use the Vitamix, you know, if you've never used that stuff before, and make a bunch of meals. Have fun with it. Make a ton of food so that you know, so that you're giving your subconscious a sign, too, that, okay, I'm changing my diet, but it's going to be fun. I'm not going to starve. Look at all the incredible food we can make. And then once you know how to do it, then you can go back to eating simply, eating salads and smoothies and, you know, for a week, two weeks. But then when you have a craving and you go into your kitchen and you're starving and you say, oh, I really need something good, I really need something heavy or something sweet or something, you know, a little more dense, then you can whip up the moxie and pate or you can whip up something like the date nut tort, and you already know how to do it, so it's not a big production because you know it only takes a couple minutes. So it's, you know, with anything, Revel, there's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I moved to another city, and what I do is get in the car and I drive around and I check out the city yeah. so I know what it is. Exactly. S- same thing with it's, this. Yeah, and it's a funny thing with raw food because people will go raw and then they'll just get so impatient with it or they think they, you know, it, it's a lot of work. But again, like anything, it's a learning curve. If you were going to, like I say in the book, if you were going to learn how to make Greek food, you'd have to read some cookbooks, you'd have to teach yourself, you'd have to get the spices, you'd have to make a few recipes. Then after that, it becomes second nature. Yeah, it's just getting used to doing what you, what, 
what's easy. But like you say, I I agree. Just take one day or take a few hours and go through, get a bunch of stuff, and then put it together and realize that you are more than satisfied. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockin', R-A-W-K-I-N, radio.com. I am Alyssa, and you can go to my website at alyssacohen.com. That's A-L-I-S-S-A-C-O-H-E-N.com. And you can get my book and DVD and tons of other products. I'm also coming out, Revel, with a new dehydrator. I heard. Tell us about that. Yes, it's very exciting. Um, It's going to be, I'm not sure of all the details yet, but there's going to be a lot of differences in the ones that are out there now you're going to be able to open it like a door, which is, for me, a huge plus. Because every time I have to lift open those doors, whether it's on, you know, there's a couple different brands yes. out there that you have to do where that. Do you put the, where do you put yeah. the cover? Where do you put where the front? Where do you put it? Or if you hold it with one hand, you can't slide out the trays. And you're going to be able to see through the front door, uh, you know, just like an oven. Okay, um, is this going to be a, lift, a lift hand, lefty and a righty open the door? You know, I don't know. It's got to be. It's like a, <laughs> like a refrigerator. It depends on where you put it, how you open it. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that's a consideration. <laughs> I'm all these guys. <laughs> but there's um, a lot of stuff with the heating unit, the heating part of it itself. Um, instead of the fan being in the back, I'm not sure if it's going to be on top, but it's, it's something about the airflow. It's actually going to cut the dehydration time in half, uh, maybe in half even. Wow. That's so, cool. Yeah, but there's going to be all different kinds of, of benefits to it. So I'm really excited. I'm supposed to get the prototype uh, hopefully by the end of this month. So Are we going to get colors? So Yeah, yeah, we're going to have colors, too. I'm going to start off with stainless steel. They wanted to do a black one and a white one, and then, you know, as we sell more of them, we'll, we'll do more colors. But I sell so many dehydrators right now, so I can't wait till these come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting. Okay, we were talking about... Um, we were talking about staying on the raw food program. Mm-hmm. Now, we received an email saying, please provide recommendations for more bulk without having to constantly be eating. Mm. And we've mentioned your date nut tort, which you do not need a dehydrator for. It, it, it is so quick, so fast, oh, so yeah. heavy, so thick, so fulfilling. Yeah. And I don't yeah. even want to hear you people talk about nuts. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> not to fats, not to fats, not to fats. And I could well, say it, Alyssa's being nice. I'm not. <laughs> Anybody who knows me on, on rawfoodtalk.com knows I am right to the point, and I do not want to hear about nuts and fats. So there, now, got yeah, that out of the way. Know, there's a huge difference between uh, cooked fats and raw fats, and I think that's what people get tripped up about. Because people will say, you know, I'm cutting down on my fats, I don't want to eat too many nuts or avocados, and there's a huge difference, huge, huge difference. 
between cooked fats and raw fats. Raw fats don't get stuck in your body as toxins. They're used for everything. I mean, you need raw fats for your skin, your hair, your nails, for your bodily functions. They're good fats. Right. They also help metabolize all the uh, fat-soluble vitamins. Absolutely. Like A and E. You need to have fat in your food program. Absolutely. It's completely different than cooked fat that's, that's a toxin. And, you know, I, I, we, like you said, there's a ton of stuff you can eat without dehydrating. I, again, we were talking about it a little while ago, I don't use my dehydrator on a regular basis. And you can definitely get a lot of heavier foods uh, not using a dehydrator, but just by, um, just when you're making quick and easy meals. I mean, if you, a lot of people will eat really simply salads and smoothies, but even the nut pâtés, uh, most of my desserts aren't dehydrated. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what yeah, else do we have? We have the uh, fudge balls. The fudge balls, the date nut tort, any of my pot, like the, my blueberry cheesecake. Um, oh, God, I have so, so many recipes. Um, and I, don't, I think probably, I don't know, 90% of my desserts aren't dehydrated. And for because those of you, go ahead. Well, because you're just blending nuts and dried fruits and you're putting that in the food processor and then you're making a topping with, you know, with fruits or nuts or whatever. Yeah, and you can make pies by just running some, uh, in a food processor, just taking some dried fruit like figs and some nuts and make a, uh, you can make cookies out of that if you do have a food, uh, a dehydrator, but you can also make that as a basis for a pie. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so easy. I just made... Oh, let me tell you what I made. I made, <laughs> we had um, a bunch of coconuts, and I had used the water, but I still had the meat left. So I took the meat out, and I mixed it with cacao and agave. And um, it was this unbelievable chocolate pudding. Hmm. And then I made, I think I made the, the crust with walnuts and dates, and I blended that up and put it on a, for a crust. Then I put the chocolate pudding. Then I made another, it was the coconut meat, and I put bananas, kiwi, um, some cashew nuts, and a sweetener, and I put that on top. And it was the most unbelievable. I brought it to a party, and even the people there who weren't raw were flipping out. Hmm. Flipping out. They thought it was like a decadent chocolate cake. Okay, and so you're going to give me the recipe for this, right? <laughs> yeah, that was it. I didn't write it down, but I'm going to redo it. So. Okay, another thing, too. You, you were saying the pâtés. Okay, carrot sticks, celery sticks with the pâtés if you don't have crackers. Yeah, an easy way to make pâté, you know, you, there's a lot of recipes out there, but if you don't have a recipe, you can just any kind of nuts and then add in some veggies. And, you know, there's certain things, once you start making raw food and once you start experimenting, you'll know what substitutes for what or what uh, what the taste and flavor is of certain fruits and nuts and vegetables. Mm-hmm. For instance, walnuts are really meaty tasting. Um, pine nuts are kind of almost cheesy tasting when you blend them up. Cashews and macadamia nuts are more creamy. So you'll know the texture of certain things. Right, and you can always just throw some vegetables in there. Uh, yep. You can also make a salad dressing with the same thing. You just thin it mm-hmm. out more and put some fruit instead, like some strawberries yep. to make it pinky. Yep, absolutely. And you can go on rawfoodtalk.com. There's recipes there for mm-hmm. days for people who have all these things. You know, just look up pâtés. Use the search. 
Yeah. <laughs> she, she, can't ban me. <laughs> she can't ban me for saying that on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I think we banned Rebel from the site at first because she was too, too uh, abrupt. Or too, me? Abrupt? <laughs> <laughs> she never banned me. She threatened me so many times. Because <laughs> one thing I do have difficulty with is somebody who comes on and says, what is such and such? And I'm like... Do you not have Google on your... I mean, is this the only place you have raw food talk? That's it? You can't Google anything? See, well, you know what happens, Ro? We have so many people call the office. I mean, we <laughs> have so many hundreds of emails a day, and the phone is ringing off the hook. I just hired two more women to answer the phone and emails and everything. And it's great. We love getting phone calls and emails, but... This but is don't so complain weird. about Revel. <laughs> <laughs> she That's doesn't right, we'll care. She doesn't care. She does. Well, but. We, we send people to Raw Food Talk because they're so new to it. Uh-huh. So it's a whole new world for a lot of people. They just, this is so different from what they've been doing. And and they start asking us so many questions and so many of the basic questions, where do I get this, what is this, how do I sprout this, that we send them to Raw Food Talk. And um, because there's just so much information on Raw Food Talk. Oh, there's t- tons of information there on really every is. topic, including how to work your computer. Yeah, yeah, everything. I mean, there's raw food pregnancy and tons of recipes and the main area discussion and events. There's an events section, so lots of information on that. Yeah, there's self-help. We've got the personal growth. We've got yeah. uh, appreciations. we got abundance threads. So if you're having problems with money, yep. uh, we've got stickies on there telling you all the basic information, the usual things people ask. We've got an abbreviations and terminology area, yep. so in case you don't know what something means... Just search for it. That's what the banana is for. Yep. And um, you feel free to ask. Yet it yes. really is good to do the search for because most of the questions are not new. We've right, heard them right. all before. But if you have difficulty with the search, just say, you know, I searched already. Just ask. Don't ask Rebel. Rebel. But just ask. Yeah, Somebody don't just ask Rebel. <laughs> Rebel won't answer you. Somebody else. <laughs> Rebel's pretty much ignoring everything as po- much as possible except right. the appreciation thread and the abundance thread. Every once in a while, she sticks her nose in something and says, do you have Google? <laughs> all right. I'm bad. Okay, let's see what else somebody has asked here. Um, if these cards too vague let me know okay they are too vague so i'm letting you know i have no idea because i don't have my glasses on Uh, (laughs) um how to remain raw when your family is not do we want to address that right now we've got less than two and a half minutes yeah i think we tapped on that last week didn't we about how prepare things in advance and didn't we talk about that or no? We may have. <laughs> well, you know, for me, I would say, you know, there's a few things you can do. Prepare things in advance, even freeze things, make things in big batches so you're not slaving over the stove. But also, this is my, the one thing I want to say is that even though your family's not raw, again, it's new for people. The last thing you want to do to, for people is to preach uh-huh. to them about what they should be doing. The, the easiest way to turn people onto this diet is to be a shining example of it. Because even if you think they're not going to do it, I work with so many people who say, my husband and my kids would never do this. And then they don't preach to them. They let them eat whatever they want, and they sit down to eat with their salad or raw food. And they don't say much, but after a while, their family sees how good they look and how good they feel and how much they're changing. And it's amazing. Your family does a lot of times come around. But part, part of the problem I see people having is that, they are tempted by the food they are making for their family. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And so yeah. for me, I would say eat before so that you're fully nourished and satisfied. Absolutely. Eat before and, like we were saying, be prepared. That's what we were just talking about a little while ago, Revel. You can't sit down to eat with your family. And there's tons of food on the table and food that you like, and then sit down. You're not prepared. You have this little rinky-dink salad. You know, it's not going to last. Exactly. And if you take a bite or taste something that's cooked, it's not the end of the world. Right. I mean, I always tell people it's not what you do every single minute of the day. It's what you do most of the time. I mean, do the best you can. Yeah. And beating yourself up about having a bite of something cooked. First of all, if you've been raw for a while, you'll notice what it what it feels like inside you. Yeah, and your taste buds will change, too. You won't want that eventually. Right. So you, what you want to do is just be easy with yourself, be easy with your family for sure, and put out some good food. Put out some fresh fruit and veggies for them to eat. Right. The pâtés. Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy to change your kids, the snacking and things like that. That's an easy thing to change. Just start replacing that stuff. Exactly. And we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockin', R-A-W-K-I-N, radio.com. This is Revel, and welcome back to Rockin' Radio. My website is revelations.com, R-E-2-V's as in victory, E-L-L-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. Uh, on there, you can... Yeah, <laughs> I didn't tell Alyssa I was going to say this, but I am an affiliate. So if you go to the resources section, you can buy her book through me, so I can make some money, too. <laughs> I'm so bad. Um, also, I've got a new... Uh, um, I, I'm saying the ums, you're saying the you knows, okay? So we're, we're kind of balancing out here, and I say a lot of okays and wows. <laughs> so uh, the other thing is I'm starting a new teleclass in May. I'd love to have you folks on it. It's very limited. I only allow 10 or 12 people because it's very interactive, and we've seen a lot of results. With a four-week purchase of the teleclass, you can get a copy of my new ebook called Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, I self-empowerment playbook or self-empowering playbook. I don't even know the name of my book. <laughs> I also have a smoothies and smoothies book on there. And we're going to talk about smoothies right now. Uh, Liz also has smoothies in her book. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, continue the conversation about how, sort of how to transition children to raw without like making it a food war. Why would you want to do that with your children? Yeah, and kind of continuing on what we were saying, what happens when your family's not raw. There's so many different things. Like I was saying you can make food ahead of time and prepare some of their food so you're not slaving over the stove 
But again, make sure that you have great food because if you're sitting down, like I said, with a tiny little salad and you're looking at all this incredible food, you're going to feel deprived. Make stuff. Even if you don't, you may not be hungry, so you're not going to feel like you want that much food and that a salad will do it. But once you sit down to eat and you're smelling everything and you're seeing it, you're going to want stuff. So even if it's a salad and then you have a really great dessert for yourself or some other meal. Just be prepared. That's the key thing with raw food. And to turn your kids to raw, they may not go 100% raw overnight, but there's things you can do to really help that along. They don't need their junky snacks. That's so easy to replace with fruits and vegetables. And have fruits and vegetables around your house. Have them see that there's no longer junk food hanging around. Let me jump in here real quick on this, too, is... Along with the with the vegetables, especially mm-hmm. uh, a good dressing or a few, yeah, their choices of dressings. Give them two or three choices, and also pates. You've got a few pates in your book. Yeah, make yeah. two or three pates. So if they don't like one, you know, some sometimes you're just not in the mood for this particular one. But if you've got choices. Right, and it's so funny because I'll hear people say, oh, I tried two raw dishes, I didn't like them. Well, I tried a hundred raw food dishes, but I didn't like those either. So you're going to have ones that you don't love. But uh, And, yeah, don't expect kids to love greens right off the bat. I mean, if, if it's something they're not used to eating... Uh, they may not gravitate towards kale and Swiss chard and collard. And then again, they may because I did. I, I, that was my thing. I love really? salad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Younger kids are much easier to transition. It's the teenagers and the older kids. You're going to have a problem. You know, it's going to be a little harder. But um, the younger kids, they may resist it for, you know, a week or a couple weeks, but it's it, it's going to be so much easier. Their taste buds are not as polluted as yeah. ours are yeah. as we get older. And there's some easy, really easy things that you can do. Instead of their breakfast, whether it's a cereal or whatever kids eat in the morning, I don't even remember anymore, bagels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I used to eat growing up in a deli, um, bagel and green juice. But well, it's mostly, it's mostly so simple because the parents don't want to deal with the kids in the breakfast, so they go and they get yeah. a box of some junk cereal, and yeah. then they go to the refrigerator and they get some junk milk. So almond yeah. milk, folks. Yeah, almond milk. And smoothies, I mean, kids love smoothies because they're sweet. And it's so funny because I'll hear parents say, well, I don't want to just give my kids smoothies all day. Well, hello. <laughs> that, Why I'd rather not? my kid eat smoothies the entire day than what most kids eat. And that's, again, you know, some kids will gravitate towards greens and other uh, other raw food meals. But if they're not used to it, then give them fruit. Give them whatever they want as long as it's raw. And then their taste buds will start to change. And then they'll start gravitating towards more greens and other raw foods. But it's a great way for them to get tons of fruits and vegetables in their diet, making a big smoothie in the morning. And most kids like it because it's sweet. Yeah, and um, I want to mention this family Mm. I know. And this is not to put them down or anybody else who has lived this way. Mm -hmm. Because we have grown up in a very conveniently packaged world everything's mm-hmm. in boxes cans bottles yeah and so please, I mean, in america people want things immediately yeah so please don't beat yourself up about it if this has been your lifestyle this is just a story about a family i knew who when we saw them we were in there in the kitchen with them and i looked around and everything is in a package a bottle a can the only thing that was fresh was bananas 
The only one who was eating the bananas was the youngest, as you said. He was like seven. Mm. The oldest, I think, was... Kids naturally want that before their taste buds get ruined. Well, he did, but the other three were like 12 years old, Mm. and they knew how to work a microwave. I don't even know how to work a microwave. (laughs) And the mother mentioned to me that she thought her child was autistic, Mm. And what I saw this child do was, as I said, in the morning he would, all three, all four of them actually, there were four children, they would just take whatever cereal there was, and there was there was choices. Some were not so sugary, and some, most of them were, mm. and they'd pour a bowl of cereal and pour milk on it, and that was their breakfast. And so we come out there, and we bring our juicer, and we bring a bunch of juices. We were planning on doing doing just orange juice all weekend. And so we brought enough for the weekend. That was it. And so we started making juice, and the littlest one was right there, big eyes going, I love orange juice. I love orange juice. And I'm like, "Uh, well, we've got just enough for us, and it takes a lot of orange juice to get through a weekend. And so I felt badly for him, but I said, you know, this is something his mother needs to handle. And... uh, I don't know if we gave him, I think we gave him some orange juice. <laughs> Generously handed the kids some orange juice that weekend, but I'm not sure. But it was amazing to me. And then we went back another time when we weren't on the orange juice. and But we did bring some because we always, we love the stuff. Mm. And so we gave him some. And the next thing I know, we're in the kitchen and the kids, the older kids, are making orange juice. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, that's fine. Oh, we went shopping. That's what it was. Mm. We went to the farmer's market and we told the mother, you need to get some oranges. So she brought now, a bag what of were oranges. They eating? Were they all eating pretty poorly before that? All, all packaged. All okay. packaged, all cooked. So no fruits, vegetables? None. Okay, wow. None. Unless it came out of a package. And mm. mostly it was pasta. And uh, that kind of thing. It was just incredible that these children were not getting this. Mm. I mean, incredible to me because this is my lifestyle. Yeah. Not to people who are used to doing this. And like I say, don't beat yourself up about it. It's so funny because I forget, Revel, that um, that that most people don't eat. Not that most people don't eat this way, but I think, okay, even though they're not raw, most people know what's healthy and what's not. And and Dennis always says to me, no, they don't. No, <laughs> And they I don't. think, yes, they do. Come on, most people know that milk is not good for you or meat is no. not, you know, specific things. And no. Dennis always says to me, they don't, Alyssa. And it's, I had a similar, you know, another type of situation like that. I went to the, I'm always in the, the health food store, but there's a grocery store near me that sells a lot of organic and I needed some other miscellaneous stuff. So I went there the other day and there was a woman checking out. And the girl behind the checkout counter and then the woman who was bagging it, I was on my Blackberry, so I wasn't really paying attention. But all of a sudden, they started talking about avocados, and I kind of perked up. And they were asking the woman what the avocados tasted like. Now, this woman had to be in her 40s, and the girl wasn't that young. I mean, she was in her 20s. And I was I could, I was dumbfounded mm-hmm. because I was thinking, they've never had an avocado? But it's not unusual. For me, it seems unusual. For for you, you know, for us, I mean, it yeah. seems weird because it's our lifestyle. But, yeah, it's amazing. Well, the other thing was we went back a while, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks after that, and we had brought some fresh fruits and vegetables. And Bo was going to make dinner that night, and he's cutting it up, and I had made a huge salad, and I was expecting everybody to have some. 
Mm-hmm. Mom had some. That was it. Nobody else had it, which is good for me. You know, there's yeah. always more for me. I'm good for that. <laughs> yeah. But the kids were watching him cut up bell peppers, and I can't remember what other vegetables we had. Broccoli, I think. And they were standing there looking at it going, what's that? What's that? Well, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, we're looking. I'm going, you don't know what bell peppers are? Yeah. I mean, avocados, I can understand. I didn't know what an avocado was, but a bell pepper? Mm, I know. It's it's incredible. I mean, I just assume that people know, but there's such a need for this information. There really is. Yeah, they, on, they, on a basic level. Very basic. 100% raw, but just getting more fruits and vegetables into your diet. Just finding out what they are. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, every once in a while you'll see on Raw Food Talk somebody will find something exotic and say, what is this? Yeah, but no, it's amazing like, that so many just don't know what, for us, is an everyday vegetable right, or fruit. Right. And um, one thing that I found interesting, I was working with this woman who is diabetic, mm-hmm. and she used to come to my classes, and she was getting sessions with me, and I put her on a whole food program. It wasn't raw at the time. It was just whole foods, and she started feeling better. She started losing weight. And then one night after class, she was feeling dizzy. And so I handed her a banana, and because um, normally she would eat candy, and I don't allow mm-hmm. that in my home. Yeah. And so I looked at her, and she's turning it over and over and over, and she says, um, what do I do with this? <laughs> I said, what do you, I, wow. I'm not sure what you mean. You eat it. And she goes, do I, is there a peel? Do I take a peel off or what? Wow. And wow. I said, uh, you've never had a banana before. She well, no. Wow. So I had to show her how to peel the banana. Well, and I think it's, you know, the way you grow up, too. I, I had worked with a woman who, this was years and years ago, I was working with her on a daily basis, and she was diabetic, and she kept telling me she didn't like most of the vegetables and fruits that I had there. But when I prepared them a certain way, whether it was in a smoothie or uh, not just a salad, but I made some of the raw food meals, they were blended together, and she couldn't see the red bell pepper, she couldn't see the celery, she couldn't right, see the right, avocado. Right. She loved my um, corn chowder, loved it. And I, she didn't know for like the first year that it had avocado in it because she insisted that she hated avocado. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it's a mindset as well. Exactly, and we shall return in a moment. Um, no, we're not, actually. <laughs> I just lied. What? <laughs> we're not going to return in a moment. We're out of here. <laughs> this is Revel and... This is Alyssa. And remember, always play with your food. Bye for now. Bye for now.